Hello. What's up, my little peach butts? I'm Lily. <laughs> and I'm Karina. And we're Rotten, Rotten Peaches. Peaches. Hello, everybody. For anybody who doesn't know, we are a film review podcast. Sure are. Oh, shit. We're not a film review podcast. No, we analyze. We analyze. We analyze. We analyze. We analyze. <laughs> Forgive us. We're late. Um, we also didn't do that the last episode. We were too excited. We were excited that's to true. start. We're episode two, season two. We're yeah. on our 22 um, Taylor Swift year. Yes, we are on 22. My birth. Your birth. God, she's only 22. I guess if you're listening, maybe you're younger. But every day I'm like, my soul is about to leave my body. I'm going to tap into my 401k soon. I'm 100 years old. <laughs> Lily's got a bright future ahead of her, and I'm so proud. Heart conditions about to catch up, <laughs> yeah. menopause. Writing my will. <laughs> I've um, written mine. I leave everything to Jolene. Dweezil, you get nothing. Everything to Jolene? Everything. everything. And my sister. Okay. <laughs> I hope there's a human in that. My $4. <laughs> Go to them. Yeah, I'm going to give my student debt to my cat. <laughs> That's the only thing I have to pass down. I'm giving my student debt to Dolly. Dolly Parton will take care of it. Oh, I was like the Dalai Lama. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's do some um, peach cleaning for sure before we get started. Um, oh, happy Hispanic Heritage Month to mm-hmm. all our peoples across all the countries. Yes, we are recording in the beginning of Hispanic Heritage Month. We're actually we are ahead of the game this this season, guys. Became correct. Yes, I think we're about a month. Until release date, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I currently have red hair. Yeah, God. yeah. Maybe it'll come out in photos. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully. We should uh, post our Halloween costumes to we the beach should. pod. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, when our Halloween Halloween for us is like November for them. <laughs> anyway, That's okay. You'll anyway. you'll want to see. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, and that leads into happy spooky season. The spooky season has started. We're kicking it off hard, baby. Yes. We got a whole month of spooky movies, and Lily has been talking about this probably since the summer. Yes, I have been wanting spooky movies. We are doing a light transition into spooky season. Like, it's not going to be hardcore spooky the whole time. We'll talk about it once we... we... Oh, actually, you guys know what we're doing. This, yeah, we're this doing week. Zombieland. Yeah, so... As you can tell, it's not traditional spooky. It's like... Zombies are a nice in-betweener. Yeah. It's like, it's still the beginning of October. It's still like, we're trying to figure out like... There's blood. Yeah. There, there's, we want the we want the spooks, but we Lots were like... Spookies. It's still hot outside, man. The leaves haven't fallen yet. It's so hot today. It was so hot in Texas. Yeah. And um, with that, before we get to that though... Mm-hmm. Oh, we're announcing we're going to be doing a Twitch once a month. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> um, again, because we had so much fun with you guys last time, so... Be on the lookout for October 25th. Yes, that is our Twitch mm-hmm. date this year, this month. Sorry. <laughs> this um, year. <laughs> but we start putting in your submissions now for what spooky movie you want. There are a little bit of requirements, just one really, that needs to be done. If mm. you want to submit mm-hmm. a movie, we just you just need to make sure that it is an Amazon Prime movie. That does not mean that you can rent it or buy it on Amazon Prime. It needs to have the little prime banner on it right. for us to be able to play it and watch you gotta it gotta give jeff yef besos our freaking dollars I know, but we don't love it but y- we're trying to watch a movie with y'all exactly and that's the only way to do it also what was i gonna say what was i gonna say i forgot it'll come to me cool it'll come to me um but yeah so look out for twitch oh i got it i remember oh, our ahead. time has changed the last time we did it around seven o'clock and a couple of you guys complained that it was like <laughs> Y'all didn't complain. Um, You brought up reasonable points on my behalf. I will take that big old L and say car salad is not often on time. Oh, no, no. It's not even that. It was more like it just ended late. Sure. Yeah. We're going to be up a prompt and punctual 6 p.m. this time. Yes. We're going to start a little bit sooner. We know people have to eat and get Get off from home from work and stuff. So it's going to start at 6, but... Again, you can just pop on at any time. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're on from 6 to 10, which hopefully I don't see us doing it, but <laughs> if we doing, are, like, freaking you can just pop on and, sure. at, like, whatever time you want and mm-hmm. hang out with us, and we love it. We will love it. And finally, our updated re- Rotten Peaches score is up on our Instagram if you wanted to look at that and yes. just have it with you. It's a little bit more wordy now, but I think there's we're more less con- confusion. Yeah, more concise. And honestly, um, what a fun tool that, like, if you're listening to the episode and you want to pull up the Ron Peaches scoring on an Instagram and, like, 
read it along with us while we're doing our scoring and decide, nah, they missed the mark. Exactly. Or like, I totally agree. Um, yeah. yeah, you can read along and look at it. Yeah, so it's on there and go check it out. So let's get into the movie. Like we said mm-hmm. earlier, this is Zombieland. This is Zombie intro land. to spooky season. We wanted to do zombies and... um. I don't know a lot of I didn't watch a lot of zombie movies, so this is my favorite zombie movie. I, I did. Question mark. I <laughs> I did a little bit of homework because I feel like I didn't know like the history or like the lore of zombies. Like I feel like vampires have a lot of like dedicated time. Yeah. Where like ghosts and like paranormal have a lot of um. Because those can all be sexy. Zombies <laughs> cannot be sexy. I don't know. Speak for yourself, Lily. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, I just like I was just like I I don't know anything about zombies besides what I'm like portrayed in TV. So, um, I think the first time we're gonna do a little quick history lesson. Ooh. The first time we got um zombies in Western literature was in sixteen nine or sorry nineteen twenty nine by W. C. Brooke, and it was about like they I think they were in like Haiti and there was a lot of like voodoo or hoodoo mixed in with like returning of the dead and that's how we got like western idea of what zombies were um and and then it wasn't until like dracula frankenstein era that we got our first like zombie in a movie called the white zombie in 1932 oh wow so all around in that pack time i mean because i feel like there's so many interpretations of what vampires are like we have what we do in the shadows to Great. Dracula to freaking Twilight. So quick, what's your favorite vampire thing? <sighs> I gotta go OG Dracula. OG Dracula? Mm. Oh, is that the one where he has the three hot wives? <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> um, okay. Nosferatu. Uh, I don't know, but um. Anyways, yeah, it was just like I didn't know a lot about this, so I thought that was cool. And how much like interpretation we see of zombies of like you know, walking with their arms out and they're still and mm-hmm. can't move very well. Where I like in Zombieland, um, which one of my friends pointed out, they move like how the person they were before they died. Like if they're a big person, they're like moving accordingly or like some people are moving really fast and they're strong, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever, according to size or type of body you had, that's what the zombie you got. So I like that there was a lot of like chase and not just like slow zombies who could die really easily. Oh, okay. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were physically capable Yes. Zombies scare me. But yes, I totally understand what you're saying. It, I'm okay. I, I was eating noodles, red noodles. Oh, no. Like the first 15 minutes, I was like, mm, gotta put this one down. There's heavy, <laughs> heavy zombs in, in the, the first. I'm glad minutes. that we got like a little story plotline break in the middle because in the beginning, I was like, oh, and it's like stringy. It was a lot of like stringy yeah. body. And I was like, who okay. can't eat? So. Who direct? Oh, sell me the movie. What's the movie about? I've never seen it before. Let's do it. Oh, I have you guys, but like this is our new way. We're synopsis seems intense, so we gotta <laughs> now we're gonna sell it to people. Oh god. Okay, on the fly. Um, so we're looking at uh, uh Jesse Eisenberg who plays. Wow, on the spot, Carson. <laughs> Columbus. Uh yeah. Oh yeah, we don't know a lot of their names. They don't, we don't know their names. Yeah, so we don't I'm, know any of their names. Really. Right, so we have Jesse Eisenberg who's like little indie hipster boy who went to ut and lives in austin and this is like he is not i'm gonna stop you right there he's not indie boy he's a weird ass gamer boy in my book he's socially awkward is the only reason he's revived were you listening lily i gotta put my hand up it's 2009 okay we are peak deep in the trenches of indie music this is like i'm thinking this could have been subbed out with like michael Sarah if you wanted to you know like very like I'm gonna chew on my um my hoodie strings and I'm like nervous to talk to girls. Anyway, this is not but Yes, you're describing a gamer. He literally only survived the zombie because he was a shut in that was playing games for three weeks in okay. a row. Okay. Well maybe there's some overlap. There's a Venn diagram. Okay. And they're in the middle. Um anyway, this is like post apocalyptic. There's zombies around and uh everyone's trying to survive and we meet four characters who we don't know their names of. And uh, Jesse Eisenberg runs into Woody Harrelson's character, and he's just, like, a badass zombie slayer who loves killing zombies and is, like, freakishly good at it. Mm-hmm. And they team up, and they um, meet Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin, and they make a road trip across the United States in an attempt to find uh, free space, free of zombies, and yeah. survive. Well, they, they um, Emma Stone, she plays 
Wichita, mm-hmm. tells her little sister, Abigail Breslin, Breslin, a.k.a. Breadline. A.K.A. Little Rock, that uh, play Playhouse, Play State, what, what's the name of the place that they went to? Oh, Pacific Play. Pacific um, Playland is a zombie free land, and it's a basically like a Six Flags outside of L.A. I don't know if it's a real place. That's kind of what it looked like to mm-hmm. me. So the two sisters are on their way there, and like uh, Tallahassee, Woody Harrelson, and Cal- Columbus, Jesse Eisenberg, find them along the way, and they just kind of all end up liking each other and going together. They didn't end up well. It, it was a journey to like each other and trust each other. Yes, 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 yes. But I will say, I'm gonna drop. Did you ever watch Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide? I it was always on TV, and every time I saw it pop up, I was like, "What is this old shit? Get out of my face!" You just called me old shit to my face. Um. Anyway, it was giving me very those vibes because it's like. A survival guide, and I like that it was, like, you get little pops of instructions on the screen of, like, what to do throughout the whole film to survive. Okay, so I'm going to say right now, it is not unknown in this podcast that I do not like, like, the old school, like... Gore? Not gore, but, like, the old school comedy of, like, uh, super bad and stuff like that. Right. And, like, I'm really big on, like, you guys like it because of nostalgia, not so much because it's a good movie. This is my movie like that this isn't necessarily a great movie Mm -hmm. but because i saw it when i was younger and i really liked it i i think it's a really good movie it cracks me up yeah it's good it's it's um just enough in all ways i feel like yes yes yes, yes. you know like it's not it's a great what 90 95 minutes it's a tight 95 i love that it's not super long which is what i like Mm -hmm. like the like it's not the most like particularly like obviously it's not intelligent. I don't. I'm not gonna it's, say it's not intelligent. It's it's. It, we're not. there for the fun. It's actually fun fact. Peach fact. Peach fact. Drop it. Peach fact. Uh, this actually the writers of this movie originally wanted it to be a TV show because they they'd never seen zombies on TV, so they wanted to pitch that. They pitched the pilot and they didn't get picked up, so they were just kind of like pushing for it. So they were just like, "Fuck it, we're gonna make it a movie." Mm-hmm. What was the what? The Walking Dead. Yes, that The Walking was like Dead a, came out around the same, too, after later. this. So, yeah, and I was also going to say, I wanted to look up when Scott Pilgrim was around, because to me, it gives very similar vibes of, like, Indie Gamer Boy. Oh, the style. We have, we have the style of, like, there's a heavy narrating of the whole film, and then we have, like, the fourth wall of them interacting with the audience through, like, video game or the survival skills. So, Scott Pilgrim came out, I think, a year after this. Scott Pilgrim is 2010, mm-hmm. and I believe this movie was 2009. Right. Yeah, so this is 2010. Yeah. yeah. So, let's talk about the women in this. So, we only got two. We meet... Also, I would like to say, Abigail Breslin, I think she really could have had a huge career. Like, she was such a cool child actress, and I feel like she, maybe I'm just unaware of the things that she's in. But, like, I loved Little Miss Sunshine so much, and I feel like she was just well on her way and kind of, like, I don't know. I haven't seen her in things. She's in the ad- re-adaptation of Zombie of uh, Dirty Dancing. That's, like, that's hilarious. Did you know that? <laughs> no. Apparently, they updated Dirty oh, Dancing. Yeah, my friend told me. She plays baby. And I'm like. No, she does not. I'm like, you're a baby. <laughs> you're 12. <laughs> you are the baby that's hilarious yeah i haven't seen a lot of things that she's in yeah but i will say okay she's so my sister's keeper that's why she was in sad shit nobody she, she traumatized but people. she was also in indie things uh yeah but i think I, I was like she's she's got the makings which okay so speaking of our ladies we have emma emma stone playing wichita which she is and i i just i'm like we're i'm thinking about the scenario we're in an apocalyptic world not a lot of access to showers apocalyptic on texas oh yeah we start the film in freaking garland texas baby yeah and it just felt good to like and in austin like what fun little drops that we get to yes feel uh, proud of columbus's journey Mm -hmm. aka jesse he starts off in garland of all places well he the zombie apocalypse happened while he was in austin right he's at ut he's yes he's a ut student and then we of course we get him i know right we 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 start following his story when he made it to garland which is a fat that's a track right there that's a that's a bit of a a four or five hours yeah in a car with freeways working properly true that must have been in like weeks 
Yes. To make his way up there. I will say, um, I wish the, or should we just jump into the ladies? And I can, we, we can talk about that Let's later. talk about the ladies and we'll incorporate the men as well. Right, we right, right. So we meet Emma. Um, what, what's her city's name again? Wichita. Wichita. Full black smoky eye. Yes. That heavy is- bang. A leather jacket and a white t-shirt. And I can't think of anything worse is the combination of not only a hot, sweaty leather jacket, maybe protection from a bite, but a white t-shirt. Yeah, I think if you pay attention, the girls are very much dressed protectively. Yes. Um, Little Rock, Abigail, She's wearing boots. is wearing thick combat boots the whole time, mm-hmm. which Wichita's playing uh, is wearing uh, black boots as well. Like, I think they're more protection than anything mm-hmm. because it's like, there we we come to realize that their so their survival guide isn't as extensive as Columbus, aka Jesse. Right. Their their survival techniques are We got each other's back. Yes, but also we're not looking out for anyone else. I mean yeah. the other guys were rolling solo and like out of I guess like goodwill or whatever, they're, you know, easily t- t- uh, tag team together and, you know, utilize their skills where these girls like when we first encounter the men, they kind of manipulate their vulnerability, right? They're like, we're just, like, sad girls and we yes. need help. And then they scam the boys, like, yes. several times throughout the movie. Yeah, so that, it's an interesting way and an interesting observation of how women in these situations, or how these writers think that women in these situations would mm-hmm. conduct themselves. I think, I I don't hate it. No, I think it's smart in the way that they did it, but it's like, the manipulation is viewed as a negative, right? Obviously, because they're, like, taking from the men or whatever. And the men are supposed to use, like, natural hunting skill or, you know, like, ability rather than... Well, they, they, they're they playing with the, like, manic pixie dream girl thing, if you really pay attention to... Yeah, because Jesse from moment one is like, I need a girl. Yes, and like, I'm I like, am obsessed. This is a new Roman. Go finish your homework. Exactly. So it's like... They're playing, they're toying with that. And it's like in the way that she talks when she's around him, especially obviously Jesse is our narrator. So we really follow his interpretation of everything. Her form of talking changes slightly when she's with him versus when she's, we see her on her own. Mm-hmm. And I think her lot- walls are down with him. Mm, and I don't towards, even th- towards the end. I, I guess a little bit. I could see that. Well, when she's realized that she's starting to have feelings for him, but they're kind of like a, we take no prisoners mentality. Like, they're there to get to Pacific Playland and survive. Mm-hmm. They're like, we don't care whether you're with us or not. Right. We don't want you with us, actually. Yes. No, they don't. But introducing the girls as, like, we, like, being able to scam the guys, mm-hmm. I particularly like that. The whole, like, women are in it just as much as the men are. They're surviving just as well as and, they and are. And I like that they're sisters because there's a particular bond there rather than, like, friends or any, or partners or anything like that. Yeah, like, exactly. They, they've they, experienced a parent-loss trauma together, so, like... Yeah. And it's kind of weird that we don't really get a clear understanding of their life beforehand. We know that before Zombieland happened, the two sisters were pulling scams on strangers. Mm-hmm. They, would, they would pull a scheme where... They sell fake wedding rings. Yes, they would pretend to lose fake wedding rings, and then the Little Rock would come around <laughs> to Ned Schneebly. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Who's just like perpetually playing like sad men? I'm like, dang. We see him die in the first scene. <laughs> he works at the gas station. Yeah. Also, who's buying diamond wedding rings from like twelve year olds? What's up? Well, Emma Stone would come around and be like, "I lost my wedding ring. Like it oh. fell somewhere, but I have to catch a flight. Like I can't sit here and like look through this whole like parking lot mm-hmm. to find it." Oh, that's right. That's so right. then she, she would it. leave and be, like leave the number and be like, mm-hmm. "It's worth. I'll give you three thousand dollars if you find it." And then mm-hmm. Little Rock would come like a couple minutes later or like an hour later, and like pretend to find the ring on the floor. So then the guy would be like, "Oh, I'll give you four hundred dollars because mm-hmm. like I'm gonna get three three thousand out of it." Right. And that's how they were able to, like, make money. And, like, the ring itself cost $30, mm-hmm. but obviously he wouldn't know. Yeah, we don't know a lot about the characters or, like, what they've gone through and what they've... A little bit about Tallahassee. Yes, he's the character that we get, like, the most... Right, he loses his son, but, like, in the story we le- we think that it's a puppy. Yes, but we can we, we, we can dive into that because mm-hmm. I actually want to talk a little bit about it. And Did you know that T-Pain, the T in T-Pain stands for Tallahassee Pain? <laughs> I did not. I always thought I used to call him Thomas Payne, 
It's Tallahassee Payne because he's from Florida. Anyway. I want to say ew so badly. I don't know I why. love T-Pain so much. <laughs> I can't think of any songs by him at the moment. Uh-huh. Not Bartender. I play oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. exclusively right, 8 right. million times a day. I know who, like, I, I, my brain doesn't connect it. But anyway. Sprung. Anyway, Everyone anyway. go go listen to Sprung right now. <laughs> I, this, the dialogue in this movie isn't super great. It's not a no. an amazing film. Like, it kinda, it's not super. It kind of allows the personalities of the characters, though. Like, when I think of the dialogue that Jesse Eisenberg is speaking, I feel like that's what he would sound like. Mm-hmm. And also Woody Harrelson, who's like an adventure cowboy. And yeah. then Emma Stone's like witty and sassy yes abigail breslin's just like tough and traumatized child this movie does fall into it becomes a victim to the whole like uh but what are we gonna do category where Mm -hmm. it's like the women suddenly just don't know how to act when guys are around right i'm like like, you guys survived this whole time exactly like the whole part where uh emma stone's character and little rock are uh i'm just gonna call them by their character yeah, names good. which is on little rock or in uh, playland mm-hmm. um i'm blanking on the name anyway pacific playland pacific playland when they're there and they're like oh we're gonna turn on all the lights and all the sounds of this like fe- of this um amusement park in the like at night mm-hmm. and like we're gonna be fine no also who told you out. that there weren't any zombies there like, I know this was, like, a childhood, like, sanctuary for them, and it was for, like, well, the memories. Well, which she lie. Like, she said it to Little Rock to because her whole thing was, like, Little Rock hasn't really had a childhood, like, especially, like, with, um, with Zombieland and everything. Like, they, she hasn't been able to properly have a childhood, so she wanted that for her. I understand it in theory, but I'm like, mi amor, you just turned right on now. all the lights and all the sounds to an amusement park. You rang a bell, covered your body in, like, fucking like queso and we're just like hi yeah hi i'm here and we're like so surprised also you did this with like one gun you guys each had one gun and a shotgun yeah i don't finish i don't know anything about guns but i know that that baby has two barrels and that's it yes exactly um so they don't make the smartest decision also like when they are in that situation we're like okay fuck like all those zombies have pulled up what are we gonna do they decide for anybody who's gone to uh six flags and knows what the Superman is. A southern is. delicacy. This, yeah, like Six Flags Over Texas because I know um, Fiesta has something else. It's like that. It's a roller coaster where like you literally you, just drop up and down. Yeah, you drop up and down in it, and like their idea was to get on that, but I'm just like, and you that strap goes, yourself in. Yeah, it's like you're trapped in there. You go up and you're gonna go up, but yes, you're gonna go back down. Like I, I don't understand. The thought process there. Why not get on a roller coaster that's consistently moving back and forth? Mm-hmm. Also, my friend pointed out, how is there electricity? What? Well, we could tell. Yes, that's kind of a weird. Like walk. if the if the world is ending, or supposedly ended, we you know we see the Earth covered in flames. Like how how is this park have all of this power? Well, it is Texas, and as long no, as it's it has in nothing California. to do with oh, you're Pacific. Right. I was about to say as long as it has nothing to do with women's reproductive system. Right? <laughs> They will make it work. Anyway. LOL. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's dead, Lily. <laughs> we don't know how things work. Solars? That's what I said. Maybe solar. California would have solar. Right. Anyway. I don't know why they would put that towards an amusement park, but who are we to judge what people do in the land of zombies? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's no one to do it. There's no one to judge because everyone's dead. I don't... Yeah. Anyway, just a little thing I was thinking about. Yeah, but the two women that we see, Little Rock is very much uh, little sister vibe. She is a badass. She, she knows how to use a gun. She is constantly, I think we see her do it twice where she has like, she holds Columbus hostage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is hilarious. And then, of course, which is house character is just really there to be the love interest for columbus but again it's like that's where, where i was talking about earlier have, where they, do you think she's just there for the love interest i think that's why she was written in i mean i i will say that's my biggest complaint about this movie is like i don't like that it was written from his perspective i wish it was like a neutral view on everyone and then we got backstories from everyone because the whole thing is is about like being romantic in a weird way like him being a hopeless romantic and him wanting to find love through this whole thing and that just, like, didn't feel like the point or, like, a natural response to, like, trying to survive. 
yeah. in that time. Or, like, well, imagine how much the movie would have been different had we had Tallahassee's point of, point of view. Like, it would have been such different movies based on whoever perspective that we had watched it. And I just feel like he was the most boring out of all of them to have had that. I think they're all equally boring. Because then that... <laughs> because then that makes immediately like the weird power dynamic between the girls like had it been from the girls perspective or even from Tallahassee like I said I feel like it would have been much more interesting well I think that's the whole thing of it all right especially it's it's interesting that you bring up the power dynamic because it's like yes there is a whole like natural power dynamic that comes with like two almost grown men well one grown man and one like young adult Mm -hmm. that like going into a space with a woman and a young woman and her little sister where you would think that they would constantly be overpowering the woman but that that is not true the women are no. constantly uh they're in control yeah. of the situation yes. i think it was written on that on purpose because then they would just be like honestly jesse is the helpless girl here between <laughs> like his character is written as like a helpless girl needing to be saved well I and, the, and the women are the ones who are taking charge and well, then I don't think there's anybody that's really truly helpless here and I think that's kind of the beauty and I think why I like it is that everybody's almost equal at any point. They help each other out in tight positions where it's like everybody happens but we don't have a a true damsel in distress until the end which is like stupid but. Bill Murray. R.I.P. R.I.P. Bill Murray. We love you. Who is the only person who played a real character (laughs) in the whole movie and had a name? Bill Murray. Bill Murray is not dead in real life. Oh, yeah. We, I know that. Okay. <laughs> I'm aware of that. I don't know. I love Bill Murray. Um, also, a fun fact, the three on all of his cars. Yes. I was like, why did he paint on? Um, it stands for the race car number that Dale Earnhardt Sr., a famous race car driver, mm. uh, was on all his cars. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that. Not uh, to be confused with Junior. And also, Dale Earnhardt. I kind of wish we'd done the second one, too. I didn't know that there was a second a one until tap. I watched this. I think I saw that in theaters. It's t- they're 10 years apart. It came out in 2019. Yes, but it's the same director. So it's like it didn't feel. I remember not hating it. Okay. <laughs> Which is like all <laughs> you can really ask for with these types of movies. Sure. I'm not going to watch it unless Ned Schneebly's in it again. He resurrects he as a zombie. Like twice. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to the movie. I, I don't know. I feel like Jesse's the weakest one here. And not that he doesn't carry, like, they all have different capabilities that, of why they're successful together. Like, each one brings something to the table. But I kind of like that Emma is the one saving and he's the damsel. Right. But that ends up changing at the end, which is what really sucks. Sure. And she makes, this is what I'm saying, though. It's like, we find a very She let her guard down and she was vulnerable. I know. But this is what I'm saying, though. It's like we find very capable women and then suddenly they get put in the situations with men and they forget how to be capable and strong and can you give an example from the movie they there was a situation where was it where was it where was it where was it well for example like one of the biggest things that i was just like what the fuck was (laughs) you heard it here folks (laughs) lily's confused it's just like the, the the their reactions to like seeing the zombies in the final scene mm-hmm. just does not make any sense to me it's like these are two women that have survived for weeks now possibly even months i'm like you don't also like just men in general being ladies out on the road doing zombie time and then also zombies mm-hmm. i'm just like this or, is not new or like when they're when they finally get together and they go to the uh native american store indian store, western store the what? kimosabi yes that one and it's like <laughs> They were like, oh, who who's going to check to see whether there's zombies in there or not? It's it's like suddenly it's like the guys are checking for that. Yeah, but maybe they're maybe they're manipulating and like we're not going to risk our lives. We're going to use these dummies to. Well, they obviously are. Right, right. I'm assuming. But it's also kind of like it wasn't even a conversation that was had. It was just like kind of assumed like, OK, the guys are going to take yeah, it Woody, over. Woody, Har- Ooh. Woody Harrelson. Have you yeah. ever watched um, True Detective? No. That's a good one. That's a good spooky detective movie with Woody Harrelson and Maddie McConaughey. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the movie. I I don't know. I like this. I think the second one explores them as humans a little bit more sure. because, like we said, like this one was just all about Jesse. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I will say, though, like, 
I'm glad my perspective has changed from like being a high school or a middle schooler where I would just like would have eaten up the like he's a little lost indie boy who just wants to be in love and like the 2009 music and now I'm just like ugh like just get like I don't know go run go drink some water like I don't know what I'm trying to say you know what I mean just like how bogged down he was by needing a woman the whole time of like perpetually wanting to bring someone home to meet his parents and i'm just like dude relax like i think i'm just like i know gamer boys and i know how awkward they are and i know how like i for me i guess are you stereotyping yes (laughs) (laughs) double down but it's like you're a gamer boy lily I'm not, is the thing. Like, I was, briefly, but I just, I can't get into it. And that culture is just, like, so weird. I guess it's, like, because I've been on the other end of it that I, You were literally at Comic-Con. That's not a gamer, though. That's different. Excuse me. Yeah. Get your, get your nerdage correct, ma'am. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I was at Comic-Con this weekend, though, lol. It was great. 10 out of 10. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Yeah, it's just, like, I guess I just, like, understand how some of them think and interact and like their thought process because i've experienced it firsthand that for me it does not seem like the weirdest thing in the world that he is still actively looking for love while he's in the middle of a zombie apocalypse i think it just is boring to the story like i don't think it's weird that someone like him could do something like that that's not what i'm confused on i'm just like yes something new here well this goes back to the whole thing that we talk about and it's a part of our rotten peaches thing right it's like they use women as a way to make men relatable and attractive and uh not yeah i guess i'm gonna just say relatable right Mm -hmm. it's like everybody can relate to like wanting to fall in love and like all that stuff that like it it gives them meaning there you go it gives them a purpose to do besides just surviving right yeah and And i'm not mad at people i love love okay i'm not i feel like i often sound like a hater to love on this pod I'm just saying, like, what a what a tired story of, like, I need to find the girl and the one. Like, sub Emma Stone for anyone else, uh, any other random girl that me, he may have run into, he would have been like, is she the one? You yeah, know, of like, course. Of course. It's just, like, any woman. It doesn't matter. And that's what I don't like. It's, like. Well, that's the whole thing of it all, right? It's, like, he just, he fell in love with someone that he didn't know. He saw her for one second and was, like, I'm going to follow this girl to the end of the earth. So, it's, like. You know what I wanted? I want Tallahassee and Emma Stone. I want that to happen. I do not tell. Emma Stone is like 19. <laughs> tell us. Like, yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you, though. But let's. Pres- no, whoa. Hold on. Don't put that story. She wasn't 19 in the movie. They're like. They're in college. 19 year olds are in college. Barely. 19 year olds have been in college for two years at that point sometimes. Okay. Well, I felt like they were the cooler characters. So. But um, let's talk about Tallahassee then. And he is another one that it's like they have to give him a sob story to like soften him, soften him a little bit, which is awful because it's like let him be the tough Texan that wants to or Floridan, sorry, that wants to fuck up zombies. Uh, don't get them confused. He, I know. Sorry. But um, yes, yeah, so we find out that like we, he talks about how he lost a puppy and that it's like awful and like we he has that trauma the whole time. And then we find out that the puppy wasn't actually a puppy. It was actually his son. Mm-hmm. We lost two zombies. We don't get any more other than that. And that's the whole thing, right? They replace the dead woman with a dead kid, right? It's always kind of like we have to give the guy a tragic backstory to make him be like, make him human, I guess, like have emotion that isn't like anger. Sure. Yeah. I'm just like aggression. Yeah. The whole time. But Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's, like, we don't really have... I guess, like, the saddest thing that happens to Columbus is that he finds out that, like, his parents are not alive, which is, like, really, my love? You thought your parents were going to make it through... He looks like he would be an only child with, like, 60-year-old parents. He, Yeah, and he he says to himself, (laughs) he's like, my parents are shut-ins. They don't, like, go out either. It's, like... Uh Uh, okay, so I feel like we've poo-pooed on this movie a bit. What was a a moment that you really liked? I I said it from the beginning. I love this movie. I think it's amazing. I... I don't think it's amazing. Hold on. Let me backtrack. I think it's an enjoyable movie. It's an easy watch. It's yeah. good if you... But like a specific moment, not just in general. Like, was there anything that you're like, oh, I... I why it, why it's a comforting, fun movie to you? Tallahassee. Honestly, I freaking love him so much. That's true. But um, 
I just really like the, like, all the scenes are really, like, dynamic in the way that they were chased, the way that everything had to do with, um, like, confinement or, like, being caught by the zombies. I like yeah. that. I was constantly racing towards being chased. Mm-hmm. So I gave, like, a sense of urgency. I like that a lot. There's also the whole thing. is like, I've seen it so many times, so I know what happens. So I don't feel it anymore. But the first couple of times, I really enjoyed it because I was like, you're in a mansion. You're in Bill Murray's mansion. Check all the rooms for zombies. Like, why right. aren't you checking the rooms for zombies? Why aren't you? Like, they're so desensitized to the fact that there's zombies around them that they aren't taking the precautions that we would expect them to be taking mm-hmm. all the time. That's true. So it's like it adds a layer of like, oh shit, mm-hmm. you know? I, I would say though, I think I would significantly like the movie less had they not have the little survival guide tips popping up on of screen. Of course, yeah. Like it adds a fun little sprinkle to the to the cake. I think we should definitely watch the second movie. Maybe not for Pod, but just on our own. I think we see more of each character that isn't Jesse. Like, they start focusing on other people. Mm-hmm. Also, real quick before we wrap up, because I know we're about to, Amber Heard is in this. Apparently, she's the chick in 408, 406, the first zombie that Columbus runs into. Mm-hmm. Fuck Amber Heard. I said it here. I stand by it. I don't know anything about her. She had uh, She accused Johnny Depp of abusing her and it turned out and like johnny depp lost um his whole thing with pirates of the caribbean and uh fantastic beast and where to find him and it turns out that she was actually the one abusing him and that she was lying she cut off part of his finger it's like a whole thing we can have a whole mini suit about it <laughs> but uh yeah she was okay. it's like a whole thing and i don't know enough I about it to like feel her. anyway i do not like her okay do we know these things are true mm-hmm. okay yeah no there's there's a uh, evidence and like proof and like videos and like uh recordings of like honestly what a great example of being the helpless like i just i just need to take a nap right on your lap i would have been like can you show me your bedroom door with oh in her character in the yes she was was, maybe they put those two characters like the women in the film as like maybe that's what we would uh stereotypically think of what type of women would be in a zombie kind of horror movie and then we got slapped with you know, yes. tough, lispy Emma Stone and her big eyeballs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Amber Heard's character is the first woman that we meet that Columbus yeah. interacts with. And like she said, like uh, uh, Columbus thinks that he's about to be like this hero letting her in because she, uh, some guy attacked her. And, a zombie who she thought was a homeless man. Yes. But like at this point, it was so early that none, nobody knew that what a zombie was. Right. right? Nobody knew. Everybody just thought that they were sick. And yeah, she ends up almost trying to kill Columbus. <laughs> trying to kill Columbus. <laughs> Which is really funny, but that scene where she's like popping up and like they're fighting in the bathroom. I remember when this movie came out. I was ten, mm-hmm. and my friend, my best friend, and I at the time we re- we rented it, and we were really scared. And we so we we were scared because it's like it's the first real zombie that like is attacking someone that mm-hmm. we saw, and we guys we paused it and it paused at her like lunging towards the camera, oh my God. like full zombie, and we were just like, what is happening? <laughs> It was great. This is a great movie. Um, I will say a toilet lid, like the toilet water tank lid, yeah. great weapon. Great weapon. Great weapon. Solid weapon. If you're ever in a situation where you need mm-hmm. something hard Or a hard cast iron have. pan, as we learned from Medea. And um, <laughs> Tangled. <laughs> tangled. Medea is do, Tangled. We should just do a series. <laughs> oh, my God. We should just do a series where we uh, review movies that like just use like weird household objects as weapons. Easy. We got it. We got it. All mm-hmm. right. And, and I think we got this. So yes. Zombie Land. Yes. So we're going to take a really quick break. Mm-hmm. Uh, go make sure that nobody has any zombie bites. Check behind the shower curtain and under your bed and come right back. All right. And we are back. We're back. I was going to try to do an Emma Stone impersonation. No. What would that even look like? <laughs> okay. I'm intrigued. She, no. No. Not even okay. going to try. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I don't know what that sounds like, but okay. She's got a really distinct voice. Now I have to pay attention to that. Yeah, okay, she's I'm got a little lisp. Anyway. 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 So now is on to the nitty and the gritty. The meat and the bones. Starting with? The Bechdel test. And if you don't know what a Bechdel test is, I have said it now <laughs> 21 times. Please. <laughs> um hit up your local google yeah google <laughs> will tell in. you but uh quick little blur uh, are two- there are there more than two women in the film do they speak to each other or something about other than a man yeah uh, there's more if 
mm-hmm. if you want my long explanation right go or listen to a past episode go read about it in general i'm sure it's really interesting you can learn about allison bechtel and all the things all the tings but all right zombie land did it or did it not pass the bechtel test it does pass the Bechtel test. We have two ladies, a younger lady and a lady lady, and they talk to each other about things other than a man. Perfect. All right. Mm-hmm. So we, as everybody knows here, that is the minimum. It is nothing. I would say the bear. It is the bear. We <laughs> require more here at Rotten Peaches. We have a rigorous criteria called the Rotten Peaches score, where we have 10 sections that we've created to... Really feel out how this movie uh, had some hit or misses. Yep. So yeah. hit us off with number one. All right. Of our Rotten Peaches score. So does at least one woman character in the film have a character arc that doesn't support a man's narrative? No. I'm thinking about Emma. I'm thinking about the little girl. I'm thinking... Emma's whole narrative arc is that she learns to trust other people, but that comes through uh, because of Columbus. Right. Her love of Columbus. And with... The little girl, she, like, kind of finds a family. But even then, it's like we're pushing... We're looking for that. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't really... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll leave this one up to you. I could be talked into either way. I definitely think this is a fail. We okay. don't really see anybody's... The The only person that we see a true narrative arc with are the two guys. Uh, Columbus finding out that like he sometimes you have to be a hero sometimes it's okay to be a hero and mm-hmm. not just spend for yourself and for Tallahassee it's opening his heart to basically essentially like a new family because he's the one that like True. truly had like made his own family and then lost it if also Jesse Eisenberg is our main character and narrator without her he doesn't fall in love exactly so I think this is a, pa- a fail sorry <laughs> a this fail. is definitely a fail so All right. number I'm so two so squeaky in this year I'm sorry hit me with number two would the removal of the leading woman's character from the film have a significant effect on the plot, or is she just a prop that can be replaced with a sexy lamp? Um, I think it passes. It definitely passes. Uh, Without them, it is the majority of the plot. Of them escaping, of them finding them, and then of them helping. Yes. So... Yeah, it would be a completely different movie without them. Yeah, it would just be two guys throwing it out. I'd watch it. I'd still watch it, yeah. And number three, is there a woman in the film who is only used as a moral compass for a man or as a way for the audience to empathize with the leading character? Mm. I mean, you mentioned this earlier about we need the young girl for Tallahassee to, like, fulfill his, like, missed fatherly duties and then for uh, Emma Stone's character to show that Jesse Eisenberg is, like, a person worth loving. And fulfill his, like, romantic desires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you have two men in those roles, uh, let's say a, a brother, two brothers, would we feel the same way about them at the end? I definitely think so. I think they chose to use women because the romantic relationship just ins- ensures it a lot more. Mm-hmm. But... What do you think? I P w- or an F? I think it's a F. Only because I don't think he's so much as her moral compass. Right. But it definitely is something that's like what you're rooting. He it, It's the it's his awakening, right? Like, mm-hmm. again, the whole, like, I can be a hero. It's okay to be a hero for certain people. It's okay to open yourself up in that way for yeah, some Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost the opposite. She's the hardened one that kind of gets softened by him. Yes. Cool. So, pass? A pooper or fart? <laughs> Uh, a P or an F? A, 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 mm, poop or fart? I'm, I'm going to do a P. A, a P, P in the like, urine P? A soft P. 0.5. A tinkle. A tinkle. There you go. A tinkle. 0. <laughs> 0.5. 0.5. 0.5. All right. Number four. Does the dialogue of women characters extend beyond societal and f- family roles, appearances, or love interest? I'm going to say yes. It does. Only because Emma's it has these things in it like she's a caretaker for her sister and she also expresses an interest in jesse eisenberg but i think she also talks more than that yes i think it goes which is our question beyond it it goes with what like you said earlier where it's like she is the harder character so for her to be actually talking about these things and is i mean she admits to her sister she's like oh shoot i think i like him yeah while they're leaving you know yeah 
So. I think it's a pass. Okay. Only because it, there's a difference between having family roles and looking out for someone that you love who happens to be your yeah, sibling. Yeah, I don't think it's like, you are a lady, so take care of your kids. Like, it was at a, you know, sacrifice. Yes, exactly. It wasn't so much like, I have to take care of her. She's my sister. Like, I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. Or like, I am her mother. Mm-hmm. It was more like, I love her and she deserves happiness right. in a way. So I think this is a pass. Okay. Number five. If there are women in competition, does it extend beyond stereotypical perceptions of how women interact? Kind of like there can only be one uh, trope. Uh, not true. No. There's their partners in crime. Literally. Yeah. Okay. Number six. Does a woman character put romantic interest over her own interest or growth? This is tricky because it makes the romance part of her growth. Like she's letting somebody in. Yeah, and it's, like, I think a really big part of it and the reason why I would give this a pass is because she was prepared to leave Columbus behind for the sake of her family and for the they, sake of they, her sister. Also, they ditched them every time. They only fell in love because they happened to come back and help. Yes. She was at the park with or without him. Exactly. I so. think this is a pass. Yeah. Okay, doing better than we thought. Doing significantly better than we thought. <laughs> um, number seven, are women and or underage characters in the film displayed as erotic objects for the pleasure of the characters in the film and the audience watching? No, I think this is a pass. I think there's a difference between her looking nice. That is unrealistic, but I don't see that being like erotic in any way. I just think she looks good for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think about the first girl. She, she she had come home from going out and she was wearing a fucking pencil skirt and like a <laughs> v-neck with the tank top underneath 2009 baby yeah i think i think we're good yeah i mean they're definitely like she was very like i'm just a damsel and da 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 yeah but that's yeah it wasn't erotic really it was more like damsel in distress oh right woe me woe with me number eight does the film contain an identifiable and non-stereotypical queer character who contributes to the plot in a significant way? Tallahassee could have been gay, and it would have made sense. Cool, but he's not identified. I mean, nothing about he, there was nothing about his sexuality. I know, yeah, and it's nothing about any. I don't know. We talked about the sexuality. Yeah, no, this is a fail. Mm-hmm. There's no identifiable character. Yes, remember, guys, with these, um, if the first part doesn't. If there is no identifiable queer character, it's automatically a fail. Mm-hmm. And it's for, a two a two parter. Yeah, these are all two parters, like identifiable, non stereotypical, mm-hmm. who contributes to the plot. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so number nine, does the film have an identifiable and non stereotypical minority character? If so, are they used more as a background character to serve white plot lines? Another fail. <laughs> it's a very white. It's very white movie yeah so fail and the, again this is a fr- that's the same thing if like if there's no minority character then it's right. an automatic fail and finally was there a woman who contributed <laughs> to the creation of pr- or production of the film above the line meaning directors producers writers fail fail yes um i want to say i saw a couple like executive director assistance situations but yeah for like department people but definitely not were there department heads that were um okay so we had to look it up real quick and um this is a very man movie like men-led movie um i was playing car salad here that like for every like 20 men on this list we see like one woman that was a part of this production Mm mm-hmm so the ratio yeah the ratio is like not there at all uh in the i think the first woman that we see on the list is because hold on she is production management actually oh there no the first woman is a hair department head that's cool so she's the head of like makeup part Uh of the makeup department and like the production so yeah there wasn't there wasn't any not women working on this film i don't know if that was but like with the whole like the big top people that had a big say on like how the movie ended up looking and above the liners yes so i'm gonna give this one a fail what do you think okay so what is our what is our score we have a (laughs) 5.5 out of 10 so this did not make it honestly that's how i feel about this movie 
to 5.5. It's like, but five and not in a negative way. It's just right in the middle. Yeah. It's a happy middle. I'm not upset, but I'm also not like, God, I got to go watch this movie again. Exactly. It's one of those, like, we've seen it. We probably won't see it for, like, another four months, five months. Years, Lily. Yeah. The last time I saw this was in 2009. I I want to say I saw it when I was on Netflix, like, back in 2019. Right. Let's go. I feel like every time (laughs) I bring up Zombieland for people, they're like, I recently saw that. And I was like, how long ago has that been? And they're like, four years. That's recent. In the span that it came out. With, if it's within the last five years, I would say that's pretty recent. Okay, well, we did Zombieland. Number two. And that is our second episode. Well, we haven't completed yet. So what movie are we doing <laughs> next week, Car Salad? We're doing a, a movie that neither you nor I have seen, right? No, and we're sticking with the spoopy, spooky Los spookies. spookies. We're getting deeper in it. We're watching The Witches of Eastwick. We have not seen this. This is a male gaze uh recommendation yeah our uh if you missed last episode you'll you'll know who that is but we got a we got a suggestion so we're super excited to check this one out as we get spookier yes from there it's just gonna it's gonna keep getting Mm -hmm. weirder hey in this post on instagram write us what you're gonna be for halloween yeah start with the halloween ideas the halloween should we tell them what we're going to be or should they wait for the picture? They should wait. It's barely the first week of October. <laughs> they need right. to you have time hold to plan. their horses. But um, sound off in the comments. What what are you going to be? We want to know what y'all are up yes. to. Yes. Or tell us what also your favorite spooky monster is. Is it zombies? Is it vampires? Werewolves? Greg Abbott. Oh, that's serious? <laughs> Gregory. What's, Gregory. What's your favorite? Halloween monster. Oh, I gotta think about that. I'm on the really? spot. Mm. I don't know. I I I I like a good vampire. Yeah, classic. Yeah, stick it to the yeah or no, actually lies, witches. I like a good witch. Mm-hmm. I like a good witch. That's my. Thing. I don't know. I like like paranormal, spooky stuff. Yeah. A good ghost. Okay, you like a good, <laughs> a, 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 a good a good little demon. No ghost you jealous period casper or nothing we don't interact oh casper mm-hmm. okay that might be my bid for the twitch y'all casper the friendly ghost with hillary duff i don't want to scare you but the lights just flicked off behind you i'm not gonna turn around, turn around. At all. i saw that and i'm just like my heart just fell out of my ass so okay with that we're gonna my hands just got really sweaty bye everyone bye guys um if we don't have a second episode next week it's because he got eaten by the ghouls dang i said ghost period on purpose i don't associate i'm not i'm not associated with the others (laughs) we're not not affiliated i'm not affiliated with the demons no all right guys well we will see you next week please do not forget to uh follow us on all the things instagram uh Spotify, Apple Music. We are Rotten Peaches Pod. We post every Tuesday. Period, and baby. on um, Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. It really helps us out. It helps our podcast grow. And it lets other listeners know about us when you rate us. Too. Yes, we had listeners in the Netherlands at one point because of Your you lines. guys. Yeah, so um, we'll catch you. We're going to go put holy water in our eyes. We love you and we miss you. Bye. Rotten Peaches is produced by Cardenas Salas, Lilian Citlalek, and Jorge Hinojosa. Our theme song was created by Sordelo, and our artwork was created by the amazing Lilian Citlalek. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at RottenPeachesPod, and shoot us an email at RottenPeachesPod at gmail.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you like to listen to your favorite shows. Listen to us. We're your favorite show. We know it. <laughs> so tune in every Tuesday for a new drop, a new episode, baby. And new vibes. Thanks for listening.